0: Showtime!
1: Around you will see.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. I I'm not supposed to come here. I'm in trouble.
1: What's your name? Tabitha. This is new for both of us. You being a daughter, me a dad. It's
0: weird, right?
1: I'll never hurt you.
0: I've heard that before, you know.
1: Hey, what is this? I've missed
2: you. Broke my heart when you left.
1: Don't touch me. We must. Finish what we started. No. Abath- no. You won't get away with this. What preacher? What are you gonna do? Mr. Beckman, welcome back. Where is she?
0: This guy is serious.
1: A yeah. real psychopath. I looked into it. Pay close attention. My name is Aaron Beckman. The preacher. You ask around about me. And when you find out who I am, you'll let her go unharmed. It's your only chance to survive what's coming.
2: Welcome, everyone, to the Rosie and Bill Show. Our guest this week moved from a small town in Kansas to LA at the ripe old age of 19. And since then, he's appeared in, produced, or directed dozens of feature films. He's a co-founder of Pure Flicks. he's written a powerful and inspirational book, and along the way, he's amassed more than half a million followers on social media. Please welcome to the Rosie and Bill Show, actor, producer, director, author, and so much more,
1: David A.R. White. David, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate that.
0: I don't know where we go from there. That's quite an intro. It
1: was a lot. (laughs) You've done a lot
0: you moved from just outside Dodge City, Kansas to the City of Angels. At, at a young age, what inspired you to do that? And what was the transition like?
1: Um, well, I, you know what? I'm a firm believer that people have dreams in their hearts uh, from an early age. And for me, it was the entertainment industry was telling stories. Um, it made no sense though, because I, I grew up in a, in a Mennonite uh, community. My father was a Mennonite pastor and if you don't know anything about the Mennonites, the joke that I always say is just the Mennonites make the Mormons look like a pack of hell's angels. <laughs> so if you think about it, like the Mennonites are super conservative. I saw one movie in the theater the first eighteen years of my life, and so it—it's uh, not like I had an entertainment background um, or anybody, you know, it <laughs> in, in miles and miles telling me I should do this, but. But again, I think it's, I just had that dream uh, early on and I love telling stories and I, and I, and I had this fascination with Hollywood. And so, um, yeah, when I was 19, I moved here.
0: God bless you. You have to follow your heart. That's for sure.
1: I agree.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And we're going to fast forward just a little bit now. We'll go to 2014, David, when the first God's Not Dead movie came out.
1: So your acceptance of this challenge may be the only meaningful exposure to God and Jesus they'll ever have. To me, he's not dead. I don't want anyone to get talked out of believing in him just because the professor thinks they should. Mr. Wheaton, are you ready? We're going to put God
2: on trial. Do you think you're smarter than me, Wheaton? Do not try to humiliate me in front of my students. In that classroom, there is a God and I'm him experiment is over you get to decide who the most important person in your life is me Professor Radisson but I have to do this thing like it's something that God wants me to do I, I can't just turn away from it you just want to ensnare them in your primitive superstition what I want is for them to make their own choice that's what God wants you have no idea how much I'm gonna enjoy failing you Yeah, but who are you really looking to fail me or God God's not dead he surely alive Did you have any idea when that movie came out that it would be as successful as it ultimately was?
1: No, um, I get asked that question a lot. uh, And I would love to say that I had a magic ball. Um, But, you know, we had done pure flicks. Our company started in 2005 with two guys in a garage. Uh, and, uh, actually there were three of us, two other guys at the garage Ed and me, there was three. Um, and, uh, you know, um, we released probably over a hundred straight to DVD movies up until between 2005 and 2012. Um, we were a production and distribution company, um, for faith and family. And so in 2012, we had this, you know, somebody brought this idea of basically it was just a title. And, um, and we went and we made God's not dead for 1.2 a million, uh, which was a big movie for us, you know, as independent mo- filmmakers. That was a, you know, a, a lot to raise. And then we always felt like this was our theatrical, though. This was our, should be our first step into the theaters. And and uh, and so when it came out in 2014, um, you know, it, it, it came out as the number one live action um, inter- uh, movie of 2014. It went on to break all these records. It did uh, 65 million in the box and, and, uh, life. And yeah, so it you know it 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 positioned us to then move into the theatrical world. But never in a million years uh I got called by all the you know the that Monday morning after your movie comes out and everybody wants to know who is Pure Flix and what is this God's not dead um as it you know blew the doors off of you know all the all the Hollywood ones that were out.
0: That sounds like a big big win for you and you must have been really proud. I mean, how rewarding was it for a faith based film to kick everything out, you know, to the curb. Basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it was a wake up to, also to Hollywood that, that there was actually an audience out there for this type of entertainment. And, and, um, you know, the stats are something like, a, you know, how many people in the United States, but like 150 million go to church once a month or they did before COVID. Now it's probably, you know, slash and half, but, but, um, but that, you know, Hollywood just, uh, they just didn't really quite understand this, Idea of of a faith film, and um, uh, you know, God's Not Dead. I I don't say this stat a lot, but I'm going to say it here to you guys because I think it's an impressive stat. It's the sixth most profitable movie in cinema history based on its ROI, its return on investment. For you know, for being a 1.2 million, and then went over and grossed over 100 million dollars, you know, worldwide. So it's um, it was so staggering that now we look at the studios and they all have these faith labels. And um, and that's what's been exciting is to watch, you know, from an early age. It wasn't that I wanted to be in the Christian film industry or the faith film industry, but I believed that we should tell stories for, you know, for that marketplace, and that there was a marketplace there to do it. And and I'm happy that I was on the fore, you know, the forefront of that.
2: David, I have to tell you that that ROI statistic that's something I had actually read. I wasn't quite sure where it fell in terms of ranking, but that one of my favorite movies years ago was universal soldier. And I think it cost a hundred million to make, and I don't think it made half that at the box office. So ROI is a big deal.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's a big deal from the, on the spreadsheet, you know, yeah. uh, to, the, to the average person out there, it doesn't make any sense. You know, it's like, right. what? what's ROI? Is it like a football? No, but, term or a, But know? it helps you, it helps
2: you do more. And, and that leads into to my next question. But before I ask the question, I want to make a comment if I may. And um, over this past weekend, I watched the fourth installment of the God's Not Dead series, We the People. yeah. And I, I have to tell you, David, I'm not going to give too much away. And, and I know it's available now, I believe, on DVD, digital. Obviously, I got it digitally. Um, and I've seen the prior movies. And, and this one, I literally went through every emotion during the course of this movie. And there's a scene in there. I believe the actress's name is Amanda Jarrow. She plays uh, Mrs. Hayes. Yeah, uh, towards the end that precedes um, a, a scene of yours, but but your performance overall in the entire movie was just just phenomenal, and mm-hmm. I, I just want to you know share that first for our viewers that if you haven't seen it yet, you've got to watch this movie. I think it has something for everyone. So and it's also timely, like beyond timely. God's not He's alive.
1: He's That's part of your plan, isn't it? keep us all divided so we don't realize that you're really chipping away at our freedoms and liberties.
0: America is a country so blessed to whom much is given, much will be required.
1: You see those statues and those monuments out there? They say, you work for us. You are out of order, <laughs> Mr. Bell. A government of the people, by the people, for the
2: What was it, David, that inspired that timely storyline? And what's the reaction been, other than mine, to the movie yeah. thus far?
1: Well, it's, it's you know, it, it is our fourth installment. And, uh, and we never planned on making more installments, you know. Um, it's not like we set out to be the Fast and the Furious movies. Um, even we're a little bit short. I think we're like, we can do five more and still not uh, <laughs> surpass them. So, uh, but... Uh, you know, we felt like it, this script had been floating around for a while. It was about homeschooling parents, and I, I pick up my, you know, uh, the role that I was playing, Reverend Dave, in the first three, and um, and it's been. It, what I love about my character is that it is, it's Jimmy Stewart. It's basically the everyday guy, and this movie is a lot like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, um, if you remember that that wonderful Frank Crapper movie, yeah. um, but it is he's just an everyday guy that finds himself in the middle of all these situations and here he is once again just even like even that from a uh you know life imitating art in a lot of ways i didn't want to reprise this role it's not like i'm dying to go be another pastor i mean my dad was a pastor i didn't want to be a pastor and here i am playing pastors in movies um but what i what i love about it is is this this just average guy is churches running a homeschooling program and they get visited by the county and the county says you have to comply to these rights uh, or comply to this to the curriculum otherwise we're going to fine you once a month until or once a week until you do and so these this little band of misfits heads to Washington DC to just to just plead their case about why they want to teach god in the platform you know in their in their homes and and uh, and why you know America was built on the all of these freedoms of religion, of freedoms of you know of all you know there's there's a whole <laughs> you know there's a whole lot of freedoms that we we fought for and people bled for and and at what point in, in in you know does the government doesn't can't cross that line into our homes into our personal lives that where do we draw that line and and that's what this movie's about and that's you know something that we did not imagine that it would be so in the forefront of all these discussions that we see on the news every day. Um, Our goal is to not uh, cause dissension. Our goal is to just bring to light conversations that need to be happening in our country and the reasons why our country was established in the first place. And the form the founding fathers and what their vision was behind that, and so that's why I do love these movies, and I think it also resonates. We opened in three days. Just now, we're actually getting back to your conversation, I know I've been on a long tangent, but or your question. But the interesting thing was that it opened only we only went in the theaters for three days because the Hollywood had had you know all this backlog of their big budget theatricals. It opened on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in October, in late October or middle October, I think. And uh, to almost sold out audiences every single, every single uh, show to 600, on 600 screens across the country to standing ovations. And it was just an interesting thing to see um, something that I guess, again, like the original God's Not Dead struck that chord in people um, to where they're standing up and cheering, and you know, and so I do encourage people if you if you you know it's a it's it's everywhere right now. You can go to the Walmart's, Targets, Red Boxes. You can go online on on Apple, you know, Amazon, any place to get it. And I just would encourage you to do that um, if you're watching this show uh, because I I think you will be blessed and also encouraged and inspired. And you can watch it with the whole family too, which is really cool.
2: I'll vouch for that with everything you just said. Absolutely, I know I was.
1: Thank you,
0: David, in addition to all of that and that you've been doing now, you're a first time author. You've written your first book between heaven and Hollywood. Yeah, Thank you. What was that like? Congratulations.
1: I I, I got nothing in here, but I actually do have the book here because I got a box of like stuff that we haven't done this office to put it in, but I'll show you. There it is. Um, I didn't know we were plugging my book. Uh, uh, But anyway, what was the question? Was there a question?
0: No, I just, well, the question was, you know, what was that process like and what inspired the book?
1: Oh, Thank you. Yeah, it's tough. Writing book is, I, I, I don't, I mean, I didn't set out to write a book. I mean, I came to Hollywood to tell stories and to be an actor and, you know, and uh, in the process, I think you're always amazed uh, if you just move forward in different steps that that uh, however you want to say it, the universe puts in front of you. To me, God puts in front of you. Um, when you do that, you'll be amazed to see what comes out of it. And so I wrote a, a book with, um, uh, between Heaven and Hollywood, Chasing Your God-Given Dream uh, is the title of it. And it's all just about dreams that you can achieve anything. And here's a guy from Kansas who was on a tractor in the middle of a wheat field, who had this little little kernel of an idea uh, and a dream. And um, and I'm fortunate to say that it's worked out quite well. And I'm very grateful for it.
2: Wow, well, and, and you know, we, we really appreciate that. And David, that's another thing I mentioned. Um, your large social media following. And I really appreciate the inspirational, and the motivational quotes and images and things that you post. And it sounds like that's really also the, the theme of the book. And, and that's that's what prompted us to do what we do. We were inspired to be a source of positivity on social media. And that's why it's great to be able to have guests like you. And, and again, I, I've loved your work for a long time. In fact, one thing I just wanted to throw in real quick, I've got to give credit to Brian Bosworth, because he's the reason I watched one of your movies early on. And then there's another one of your movies I didn't even know you were involved with, which I have told Rosie about this movie a hundred times. What if with Kevin Zorbo and, and Christy Swanson, I know you were one of the producers, but yeah. Revelation Road, I'm like, Brian Bosworth's in another movie. I've got to check this out. Cause I, I knew he was kind of turning his life around in a lot of different ways. And wow what a powerful what was there three of them i've seen i've seen the first two i haven't seen the third yeah. one yet but what, what powerful movies they were too so the credit goes to boz for me getting to see some of your uh early work
1: i love boz you know um brian bosworth when he first came i uh to for Revelation Road um we did you know like you said three movies and and the first one was the villain he was it was a motorcycle gang yeah. that is i play this you know this ex hitman who's running from that life and now has a family and and uh and it's kind of this end of the world apocalyptic thing mad maxi. uh and so and uh I I Bosworth's name came up, you know, and all I knew him as was the Boz from Oklahoma, you know, and the OU Sooners. And you know, I know obviously went to play for Seattle for three years, Seahawk, and and um, but everything I read on him was negative toward him, like as having this massive anger problem and everything else. And yet, you know, one thing that we try to do in our movies is give people second chances and not believe everything and meet with them and uh and see where they're actually at. And so. Uh he signed on board to do the, the film and in the process of it had a big faith awakening um at the end of the movie. On he while he was on tour uh showing this movie to all these chiefs in casinos of all things. And uh and Boz has really become a good friend of mine. In fact, um we were just uh on the I was hearing about him this morning because we're going to South Africa um and i've not said this to anybody but you know what for the rosie and williams show i'm gonna put this out there to you guys we're going to shoot the first season based on the movies uh in south africa starting in february and we're there i'm there probably like three months and change uh quite a while but it is this really cool mad max meets empire strikes back in the in the apocalyptic world and so we pick up off after revelation road uh the black rider which is the third installment and then it goes forward so it's pretty cool sony's on board with that and uh and it's gonna be big and bosworth's coming back so
2: oh that is awesome so i gotta watch that third one and get ready for more that that's for yeah, yeah. nice sharing that with us david that that's exciting stuff. That really is.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah. He just answered my next question, which is what's coming up in 2022. So you answered it. So <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm, uh, I'm headed to South Africa, like February 1st. So yeah, it'll be, it'll be fun. Well,
0: David, thank you so much. We know you have to run, but we are so happy to have you on the show and share all of your successes with us, all of your stories. And we we do believe that it will touch people and
2: change people's lives.
0: Uh,
1: thank, thank you very
2: so much. Yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you what, we, at some point, maybe when there's a few episodes of, of the new series, out, we'd love to have you back on. There's still a lot more. We'd love to be able to talk with you about, David. But I also want to just thank you. I talked earlier about so much of your work that I've seen. And I really do believe there was a void there that you have filled. And I think that it's been just wonderful to see such um, compelling, inspirational uh, and just quality content you, that you've put out. And I just want to thank you for it on behalf of myself and the millions of people, that 150 million people or so that you mentioned earlier. Uh, it, it really is great that you've managed to fill that void. You just keep coming out with more and more and more great stuff. So thank you.
1: Ah, thank you. And Love on the Rock, if you can see that poster back there is out right now. And it's a very cool movie that we shot in Malta last year. It's fun, so. That's on my schedule
2: years. for this coming weekend. And I'll tell you what, I, one of the things I'm going to ask you about when we get together again is where did you learn how to fight? Like, Do you look like Dolph Lundgren in some of these movies.
1: <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Well, I appreciate it. It takes a while of training, but anyway. Yeah. All right. God bless you guys.
0: You too, David. Bless, thank man. you. Take care.
1: Thank you. All righty. See ya. Appreciate you. Initiate clearance protocol Medusa One.
0: Send them our young one, the one I like. You know who I am. You know what I could do to you.
1: Is he dead? Hey, you Colton Riggs? This your boat? No need to yell. It's Malta. No one yells in Malta. Welcome to Love on the Rock. For the love lost and the love lower. Today would have been our 15-year anniversary. How is everything? How's the boat? How's the business? How are you? Living the dream. Living the dream. Just remember, Colton, you're one of the chosen ones. Hey, you need help? It's really great. the So how do you like the island? It's unbelievable. I just wish I had someone to share it with. came to Malta to get away from it all. So when do we start? Start what?
0: Getting
2: away from it all.
1: What happened to the laboratory technician?
2: The vial was placed on a lab tech named Luigi Santini.
1: So where's the panacea now, the GN-13? He did have contact with Colton Riggs. So Colton currently has possession of the vial. <laughs> We don't get it first, there's no telling what the other side will do with it.
0: Stop it! I'm not a school teacher. Oh, really? They created a serum. It's a cure-all. Cancer, diabetes, all of them gone in an instant. Well, I had a dress picked up for tonight. Can
1: we talk about this a little later? Can't you bring in a former Chicago cop? You looking for this? I need a favor. I think it's time to get the gang back together. Meet me back at Love on the Rock.
2: You gotta take your clothes off. Not like that.
1: You have something I want.
0: I'm not supposed to have a crush on my assignment.
2: Everyone has their purpose. I think this one's on you.
1: That serum is mine. You don't win this game. I'm the guy that wins. Ooh. This will work. Where's the ammo? It's BYOB, bring your own bullets.
0: Round two.